Hi, this is Kyle Scott, your unfriendly neighborhood dungeon master. I'm just very unhappy I was unable to kill Finnick last week. Uh, I want you all to know that I'm just going to take it one day at a time. I'm going to keep getting out there and giving it 100%, and I hope to do well in the game today. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes, and thank you for listening. And check out the Tumblr. Yes, check out the Tumblr that I do. <laughs> it's at uh, cavernspod.tumblr.com. And thanks for listening. Welcome to Caverns and Comedians, Dungeons and Dragons powered storytelling with Toronto comedians. Last time, Phoenix survived his visit with the Yorks and arrived passed out on a horse. It is now morning, and Finnick has returned. He's alive, and he has quite the story to tell. So I was surrounded by 16 orcs. I didn't know what to do with myself, so I just pulled out my bow and arrow and started shooting. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's right. Jumped all the way up to the ceiling and ran my way around. They couldn't, couldn't, even, couldn't even keep an eye on me. Ha-ha. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, then I tossed a whole bunch of ball bearings, and they all fell down the stairs. Ah. Uh, you got like a, a lot of new scars. Uh, yeah. That was um, like a lot of, a lot of like holes and tears and slashes in your clothing. Yeah, that was uh, uh you know, every once in a while they got a, a, a nick in or so. But uh And you stole a horse, which I believe is a hangable offense. I like this horse. I'm gonna keep this horse. To be fair, we're going to get hanged for a lot of other reasons. Might as well be a horse. Uh and it's for sure my horse. Um I can't always ride it though, because I'm very tiny. So uh, if you would ride it for me, that would be perfect. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm going to keep this horse. You can't just say that. I'm Hank the one who walks the away leading the horse. <laughs> <laughs> he just stole my horse. Don't worry, husband. You can ride my dog. <sighs> Where yeah. did this come from? Apparently you two are married now. Yeah. Yes, I lost the ring. So did I. Oh, no. Anyhow, it was a valiant effort. And uh, I burned it down. Yes, people are very angry. We saw that part. What do you mean angry? Why? Oh, because it was a racist racist attack. It wasn't, no. It was a hate crime, everybody's it, saying. No, it was, I just, I, I, it, they were the people that we are facing today. Yes, well, you, you, tr- you destroyed everything they were building in trying to enter this society. You estranged them from this community they were trying to build. All right, I don't have time to feel bad right now. We have a game ahead of us. I put the horse in the stable and I've named him Harry. He is Harry the horse. That's the... Uh. Hank is now a horse thief. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The horse has a clear brand. <laughs> it is morning of the game. There was some sun in the morning when it came up, but it has rapidly gotten cloudier. It's very hot. It's very muggy. It's very humid. A hint of rain is in the air. Well, if you'll excuse me, I've got some things I still need to work on before the game. Like what? Ooh, it's going to be a surprise, but let me just say this. If you ever need a distraction, just grab my sack and everyone will look. Uh, but, uh... Fook uh, runs up the stairs. Grumpily, complaining about his knees. Have, have you guys thought about the fact that, like, you're criminals, right? Like, and everyone knows what you look like, and you have, like, a, a rap sheet? Yes, well, I'm hoping to hide how I look before I go on, go out into the arena. Yeah, that's always been a part of our plan, right? Oh, can, I, I've can, got a disguise kit. Can I, I, can I play dress up too? Yes. Cool. I don't know. 
could you give me back my horse? We'll share the horse. That's not how negotiations work. Can, oh. I, can I get some help dis- disguising myself, Finnick? It's your horse. I'm not claiming it. Sure, you can put on my clothes. <laughs> All right, let's go. Uh, back up in your private rooms at Beeston's boarding house, Finnick takes out his disguise kit. Here, put this on. I gotta put on a blonde wig. Uh, maybe try this. She puts on a black wig. Mm, no, give me those. Just put these on. She puts on a pair of glasses and a smile. That's amazing. <laughs> This'll be the best disguise. All right, now check this out. Finnick takes out a, uh, like a full top body covering uh, that is just Macaulay Culkin from 1990's uh, Home Alone. <laughs> and uh, with fake arms that uh, come up and do the scream face <laughs> on him. And, uh, and his arms beside are free. Uh, and he takes off the red sweater and puts on a Perpetuals jersey. Wait, is this a paper mache head you're talking about? Is it a rubber mask? or Is it a, like, uh, a yeah, like a paper mache head? Like a prosthetic. A, prosthetic, a rubber prosthetic to make yeah. you look like Macaulay Culkin, complete with arms stuck to the face. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you will have four arms. Uh, yeah. <laughs> two functional ones, that's two, it. Two functional ones that can very easily hide at the sides. Um, I'm going to just, I'm going to do it myself, uh, seeing the fruits of your labors. Uh, yeah, but also I never offered you my disguise kit. Horse thief. Hank stares him in the eye as he grabs the disguise kit and pulls it away from him. You can't just take things. You don't just take things. This is like the hugging thing. You don't just take them. You ask first and you get consent. Hank turns around, delves into the disguise kit. After a couple minutes of playing with the makeup and the wigs, he turns around and looks exactly like a 25-year younger version of himself with a full head of hair and no wrinkles or pockmarks or anything. Just himself, much, much younger. This is what I used to look like, guys. Very handsome. He's what happened? beautiful. <laughs> time, what happened? Time, Agata. Time happened. Must have been a hard life. This will happen to you, too. This will happen to all of you. It already happened to Fook, I think. Wait until you see what I have up my sleeve. Fook has taped his skin back under his hair in every way possible to stretch the wrinkles smooth, which has unfortunately also widened his eyes and his mouth. But he looks younger-ish. So he, so he looks like Joan Rivers? Yes. <laughs> Isn't this a character from League of Gentlemen? <laughs> you notice that Fook is also standing there with a, with a large sack that sort of clatters around as he moves it. Fook, what's in the sack? Ooh, this is my secret weapon. I'm concerned. Does it involve poop and body parts? Well, body parts, but they're mostly on the inside. Of what? You'll see. I, uh... I was just going to... I had a thought in my brain. Ooh, um, that's a first. I was about if, to say that. I'm very intelligent. If Fook, Horse thief. If Fook sets up this thing and doesn't tell us what it do, and then he doesn't have a shield, and then he doesn't know what it do, is anyone going to use it? It's going to get very interesting. Trust me, Hank. Just trust me. It's full of gnomish technology. Just be happy it's not your body parts he's after. Yes, don't worry. Be happy. He has not been clear about that at this point. Uh, he has the, not said that explicitly. By the way, if anyone wants to uh, hide anything underneath my arms, they're open for that. 
Agata just stares at Finnick with a very concerned look on her face. I've got these big prosthetic arms on my chest. If anyone wants to hide anything under them, that's where you would hide it. Fook at the moment is is hiding his dust of disappearance under one of his flaps on his torso. No one's going to find it there. Someone remind me it's there. Agata <laughs> oh. slips the potion of haste into oh, no. her shoe. Oh, thank God. It's a big what? shoe, I would think. It's not. It's a potion. It's like a boot. You just slip the potion in. If you keep a knife in a boot. You can, yeah. Phoenix slips his dagger of ninja vanish uh, underneath his arms, the prosthetic ones, the Macaulay Culkin ones. <laughs> oh, oh, I really hope they don't search us. Uh, Hank takes his potion of haste and slides it into the front of his underpants. Oh, no one's going to believe that. <laughs> I, with this handsome face, it's much more believable. Who are you talking to? Just everyone. <laughs> Finnick takes the Dagger of Ninja Vantage out from there and just kind of holds it in his hands because those are the things that nobody's going to be looking at. Is that better? Right. <laughs> I just want you guys to know, if we all do die somehow in this sporting event, uh, I've had fun. I like playing sports. I think this is going to be a fun day. I think we're all going to die. Well, don't worry. If all of you die, I'll just find new people to continue on my quest. I meant all of us, including you, Fook. I have a feeling we're all going to die. I have a long history of not dying. Yeah, so do I. But how do you know? You can't remember your history. Well, I think I'd notice if I was dead. (laughs) He's got the point. Fine. At this point, a, uh, a gentle rain begins to tap against the window. Great. What are you talking about? This is perfect. Is it is it really perfect? To it was play? very hot out. This is a hot summer rain. It's yes, going to perfect. be muddy. I'm just glad these these uniforms aren't white. Wow, never known you to be so prissy before. I'm really happy about it actually, because um, my thighs are very pale, and my thighs are going to be shown with the short shorts. They are magnificent, and though. They are. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to flirt in front of you. I was like, I didn't want to get a sunburn on my inner thigh. I'm sorry, Finnick. I just have this tendency to flirt with people. I didn't mean to. I tell you what. Our marriage ended with the ring. Wait, what? If you still had the ring, then we'd still be married. But you lost the ring, too. Well, then I guess we're not married. Oh, no. Hmm. This is awkward. Flirt away. I'll win you back. Hey, Fook. Do you need need a hug? No. (laughs) (laughs) First time. Fuchs turned anybody down. <laughs> Woo! Wow. Horse wow. Thief. You're Hank, not in the room. Hank walks away very disappointed. Downstairs, uh, Beeston's boarding house actually looks busier than you've ever seen it in your short time here. It's it's game day. It's still fairly early on, but people have started to show up. Uh, there's a long history of pregame tailgating. How do you how do you tailgate <clears throat> without cars? You just do. Horses. Horses, yeah. They have tails. literal tails. <laughs> yeah. you hang Wait, so you have alcohol hanging off a horse's ass? Yep. Yes. There will be poop in it. <laughs> so much the better. <laughs> Beeston sees you guys coming downstairs looking very different. And in his trained hotelier slash bartender way, looks the other direction. Fook has already forgotten how bizarrely stretched his face currently is. Uh, and so he's taking all of the attention he's getting from people around as as flirting. Did you ever see something so weird as that? Ooh, uh, which one are we looking at? You're a freaky type, aren't you? I am a young person. Overcomes Da, who does not recognize you at all, saying, 
Oh, so you would you would perhaps be able to spare me a spare me a silver for a drink there, would you? I'm sorry, I'm no longer married to your son. You, da. You don't. Da. Finnick um winks through the prosthetics. I say, me child, are you scared of something? Has something frightened you? Fook tries to wink as well and fails. <laughs> Has somebody slapped you? Agata just stands in the background, shaking her head, muttering, idiots, we're all going to die. No, just, we have to be disguised, because we're all wanted criminals. You know that, right? Oh, so- uh, yes, and Da, we have something that we'd like you to do during the game. Fook? Oh, yes, it's me! Oh, I don't know what horse pocky you're up against today, but, oh, this could not end well. By the way, Da, you didn't know that I was still alive. I didn't know you might have been dead. You might have been dead. Yes, of course. We, you, in, we, from Da's perspective, you just didn't come home, and then you came home drunk, seemingly passed out on a horse. Yeah, yeah he got blackout drunk that night yeah. and does not remember that he you were almost dead. All right, drunk. well, whatever. Have you been gone long? I think we should probably just hurry up and get to the stadium. I mean, we got to settle in for the game. Oh, remember, we need to leave a ticket for uh, Darcy at the front. Yes, a ticket that's attached to my sack. I, uh, I'm, just, let's just leave a ticket. Oh, no, 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 I've got to get this sack in there somehow, and so I'm going to give it with the, yes. Uh, He refuses to put it under my arms. See, he was pointing somewhere It's too big to go into your arms. I got confused. Oh, no, yeah, the thing that he was talking about before, for sure. Yes, I've attached a note to this sack saying do not open it until after the game. So now, if we ever need this sack, we just have to find this bossy person? Darcy. Yes, and then pull it out of the audience. But if it says don't open this until after the game, how are we going to use it during the game? Yes, no, we, he's not, he's not open opening it, it which means it's available for us to just pull that sack and throw it onto the field. But if there's a note on it saying not to open it till after the game, why would we open it? Well, we know we know to ignore that note, Finnick. Will you, though? Will you remember that? Well, someone will have to remind me. I'm going to go saddle up Harry for the long trip. Across the road? Across, Across the, the road? Street. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you're... I feel like you're rubbing it in at this point. Hank wanders off to the stables. So the stables are rapidly filling up as some of the richer spectators arrive to deliver their horses unto the stablemen. The streets are becoming more crowded with people as this is the most important game in decades for the Perpetuals. This stadium is going to be sold out. It will be standing room only. All sense of the fire code is just being ripped up, set on fire, and ignored. And it is about mid to late morning now. The gates are opening up. The final touches are being put on the baselines. The vendors are beginning to hawk their stewed beef in mittens that they like to sell. Mittens? Yep, (laughs) mittens of beef. That's the only (laughs) thing that came into my brain. (laughs) (laughs) On a hot August-like day. The goblets of beef. Well, they don't have refrigeration. (laughs) The way to the clubhouse is on a separate entrance, obviously, so the players can get in. The door to the Perpetuals clubhouse is open. We head for the main gate so that we can leave a ticket. Cool. Uh, the main gate has a box office, which was which is now open like a, a shuttered window in the main tower, and there's a there's a man behind it. Uh, he's taking tickets. He's very overworked today. Excuse me, player coming through. Player coming through. All right, uh, I don't recognize you. Uh, are you on the roster? Yes, I am. 
the replacements for some of the... Uh, oh, your punches replacements. Yes, fear of punches replacements. Sure. Uh-huh. Right. You each get one ticket. Just one ticket each. I can't give you a ticket for your family, your best friends, your accountants, your cousin, your roommate from the academy. Wait, we don't need a ticket to get in. We're players. Well, no, he means one company. He means a guest, oh, yes. One, oh, one guest. Okay, one guest. Well, fortunately, we only have two, two. guests. Two? Da. Da. Ah. Does, does, um... Do you allow the horses into the stadium? I no, like, oh no, God. we do not allow. Why didn't you leave it in the stable? <laughs> Look, it just, going, shat, was... it just shat, right? Where everybody, there are children walking through that. Okay. Well, they need Ooh, to... Do it, I'll scoop it into my bag. To be in... fair, they should probably be watching where they're stepping. In that case, I do not need my comp ticket. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'd like to leave one in the name of... What is your father's name? He's not my father. No, what, oh, yes. what Finnick, is... Finnick brings up his second arms and does the quote, <laughs> <laughs> does the quote uh, thing when he says, not my father. What is that man's name? Ugh. Alton Fleetfoot. And can we leave one for Darcy? Oh, yes, and the one for, uh, for Darcy. Can I just attach this sack to it? It's just a sack. We, well, we don't allow any outside food. No, no, there's no food in it. Fook hits his hand against it and it makes a clunking sound. Right, well, he'll have... There's also no weapons allowed in the... Oh, there's the, no weapons. We just owe him a few things that we were right, supposed well, to get. You, you got, you're a player. You just, just remember, no outside food. That's the one rule we are not allowed to break. Oh, yes, the, the things I used in this are far beyond edible. That is very ominous. I'm. You are a player, though. I'm going to let that one slide, so I will... <laughs> And we'll attach this. He's gonna have to. He's gonna have to hold it. Maybe we don't have an extra seat for him or anything. Oh, uh, we have some extra comps actually. Uh yeah, we'll put one on either side of him. Right, you're going to get a seat for his bag. These are very important toys for the needy. All right, if it's for charity, then we can allow that. Ooh, yes. Uh, I also need uh my comp for my mouse. No, <laughs> if they're not gonna oh, let no, me use my no, horse, no, you no. can't have a mouse. Well, no, no, but it's a it's a tiny mouse, and a horse can't fit in a seat. Well, um, he might get trampled if he's out no there. There are no pets allowed in the stadium. Oh, okay. Finnick pushes the mouse back into his armor. <laughs> You're gonna have to keep that in the locker room. Well, sure. I just haven't changed yet. That's all. Yes, and uh, are our faces on any of the merchandise? You just joined the team yesterday afternoon. Well, I don't no. know your work policies and your methods. If you do well, maybe they'll put your name on the back of a jersey and sell it. We don't, we don't make. Ooh. Wait, what are our names? Uh, I'm sorry. Huh? Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Do you nothing. have to do this in front of somebody? Let us. Continue. You're also saying this in front of him. Well, let let's be on our way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let us continue to the clubhouse. Uh, those of you who have very keen hearing, very keen senses, from up in Punch's office. We'll just hear your, you're a very naughty boy. Oh, oh, how could you let this end? Finnick runs up the stairs to Punch's office, opens up the door, and just has that look of Macaulay Culkin <laughs> on his face. <laughs> watching, watching this flogging happening. Hey, what are you doing that boy? Where are the eye holes on this thing? <laughs> Oh, they're behind the eyes. And the, <laughs> mouth, the, mouth is the mouth is perpetually open, even though my mouth is behind it. Kid, get out of here. Or you'll be next on the spanking block. 
Fennec stands there for one more second in that face and then runs away. Now, this is the last time I ever let you get near the locker room. <laughs> Ow! I feel slightly guilty about that. You think he's punishing the kid for the pooping incident? Pooping poisoning incident? I think I should be specific. Doesn't he know that we did that? Like, wasn't that one of... He, he was in so on that idea? He, so what is he pun- punishing the little boy for? Yes, well, the other teammates think the boy did it, but he does know that the boy didn't, so I don't know. I mean, I feel bad for the kid, but it kind of feels like he gets picked on regardless of what happens. He's just one of those kids with a punchable face. So you're okay with a, a kid I'm getting... I'm not okay with it. I'm just going to say... Agata stomps up to the punch's office. Hey, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, excuse me, ma'am. This is uh, employees only. Agata pushes up her glasses and frowns. Oh, it's you. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's not very good. <laughs> Why are you doing that? <laughs> what are you doing to that little boy? Keeping up appearances. What do you mean? Well, he allowed the the water to get tainted, so the... The uh, people are sick because of him, so he must be punished. So can't Wink. you? So can So you're pretending to hit him? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> he must be seen to be punished. But it's it, all part of the illusion. No. In the privacy of your office. You don't need to hit him. You don't actually need to hit him. Oh, he's got to be bruised up good. No, he doesn't. We don't abuse children. I don't agree with the abuse of children here. I, I think I have a compromise. Hank, without asking once again, takes Phoenix's disguise kit, produces some makeup, and adds some bruising makeup to the little boy. You need boundary training. I just, I just protected this little boy from getting beaten. Why are you stopping me? Right, this kid is now a witness. He now knows everything. This only worked if he thought he'd actually done something wrong. Now I have to kill him. What? No, he didn't do anything wrong. That's the point. No, this boy will be brutally murdered. No, right? he will not be brutally murdered. Or we're going to walk away and you're going to lose this game. Do you want to try? Hey, well, I still want to play. Luigi. Ricky, what do you think is going on right now? I think he's going to kill me. No, 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 no. I want you to tell Punch what you think happened yesterday. Nothing. Nothing happened. Nothing. That sounds about right to me. I'll let you live this time, but one word, and I'll take you back at half the pay. Fook finally reaches the top of the stairs. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What's going on? Oh, nothing. We're all going now. Oh, good Lord. (laughs) Get out of here, you kid. Hey, Ricky, I got a little bit of advice for you. Get a less punchable face. Like a little bit less punchable face. May I say that we should not blame children for other people punching them? Just as a note, as a general note to the universe. No one's taking blame here. I'm just saying. It's a little bit of advice. I used to have a punchable face. Now I have this wonderful mug. Used to, eh? Nah. You're beautiful. All right, right, (laughs) you get out of here. You get out of here. We got to talk like adults here. You Uh, get out. Okay, one second. Also, Punch, do you know who the rest of us are? I do now. Okay, great, because for a while you were just talking to a screaming kid, a young man, someone with a very tight face. Well, now that I know, well, Agata showing a face really made the rest of you look ridiculous. Oh, is my costume not as good as hers? It's better, but that is a very relative term, and I just want you guys to know I wasn't actually going to kill the kid. He just has to think I will. I'm pretty sure he thinks you will. Good. 
Good. And It'll stay in line. If you ever did kill that child, we'd kill you. I'm just a stern disciplinarian. I give that boy a place to live, a place to eat. Good, then we won't have to kill you. Yeah, I wasn't going to kill him. Then let's move on to the next part of this conversation. I'm just psychologically abusive most of the time. Let's move on. Can I play sports now? Yeah, get down, get in your uniforms, and don't come out of character. Just stay in character, all right? Oh, yes, uh, what names did you put us down under? Well, you only gave me the the, the names I was introduced to you by. Should oh. I change that? Yes, can you change those names? We got uh, different right. names for you. All right, well, I haven't set, we haven't sent in the lineup card that gets done right before pregame. Good, good. Perfect. Would you like to tell me names, or should I make them up myself? I will be Harry Hosman. And I am Kevin McAllister. That sounds made up. <laughs> yeah, no, no, as good as my name at all. No, it's a, it's a, it's a doozy. Uh, Daphne Henderson. That sounds for sure real. Funic Wimblefleet. Sure, why not? Looks, looks right to you. Okay. All right, now they'll go get in here, uniforms. So you make your way back to the perpetual locker room, and the remaining players are there. Three Finger Brown. Phenomenon Smith, Mudcat Portion, and the Captain Cap Honus. Oh, what happened to the floor? Cap says, I thought somebody was uh, going to finally fix this place after so much vomit. So much vomit. To be fair, we didn't rip up the floor so much as painted the door onto this floor. Wait, you? What? Not, I mean, not me. I heard that somebody painted the door. Yes, onto those the floor. four other people who were here yesterday who are not us. Ah, uh, yes. But we are the replacements. Oh, right. Where did he even find you people so quickly? At a brothel. <laughs> that checks out. We are we are some hard partiers here. Oh, yeah. Nothing like finding a screaming child at a brothel. <laughs> yes! <laughs> this is what you just put us in. Oh, you poor boy. You must have, must have been so scarred by what you saw. That explains his look of horror. Mmm. Fook changes and puts away his shield ever so unwillingly into a locker and takes out the paper shield that was made for him. Oh, don't you just look darling with that little thing. Agata gets into her uniform and hides the potion in her boot. Uh, Finnick has already put the uniform on, as was said before. And Hank puts his uniform on and takes a little extra time to revel in his thighs. You know there's bathrooms for that. That is me that was in this room, though, so, you know, why, why commute? So about half an hour now before game time, Ricky runs in even more distraught and tense than he normally is. Oh, oh, they're coming! Oh, they're coming! They're all coming! Who, who's coming? Oh, 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 big, important people, important people, to talk to you before the game! Oh, oh, oh. Ooh, I thought we'd have a chance to talk to the captain to find out how we're going to play this game. Ricky, do you know what... Who there? Ah, Punch said, the big guy, the big guy. What big guy? Like an arc? So you begin to hear the rumble, the crink and crumble, the clink and clamor of <laughs> metal boots on the cobblestones outside the locker. You see before you first a very well-dressed, almost ridiculously baroque well-dressed in uh, velvet finery and a big wide hat and a big... And the widest ruff you've ever seen, wider than his shoulders. A man in tights hops in. I say I have the honor to present the Lord Mayor of Tudor, Henry Fort himself. And 
in a sedan chair of dark oak. So the sedan chair is very dark wood. It has wood on all sides, and like there are little curlicue uh, patterns cut in. You can't quite see in just because of, think of like an arrow slit. It's very hard to see in, and you wonder how well he can see out of this thing. Held up by four gleaming plated knights, the mayoral sedan chair. Go right to the middle of the room as far as they can. Plomp him down. Stand to the side. Put their hands on the sword hilts. And the herald begins to speak. He would like me to read prepared statement. Mayor Fort would like to extend his formal encouragement. The whole city is watching. The mayor expects you will live up to the traditions of the Tudo Perpetuals. Which means losing, right? Just a question. If he's here, why are you speaking for him? Doesn't he have a voice of his own? Or are you mute? Are you a mute mayor? You shall not be insolent in the presence of the mayor. That was None curious. shall directly address him. That I'm was curious. Pretty insolent. That was pretty insolent. Was that insolent? I was curious. You, you spoke directly to him. I was at least speaking to the I herald. Thought he, I thought he was a human being. I thought we could speak to another human Do being. Do we have a security problem? And at that, the knights seem to stand up even more straight than they were. Finnick just looks at them with his mouth wide open. <laughs> Fook bows deeply, creaking noticeably. Agata shrugs and steps back. The mayor would accept the gift of an official hat. I, I was really hoping I'm keeping my hat. Does anyone else have an extra hat? Because I don't want I don't want to lose my hat. He requires a six and five eighths hat. Oh, my head's way bigger than that. Ooh, I have a tiny head. Fuchs steps forward, bows again. Uh, stands up to introduce himself and briefly looks at his paper shield and says, Hello, my name is the Rules to Mage Handball. (laughs) (laughs) What a strange person. Uh, Yes, I would be pleased if you would wear my hat. The mayor will accept your gift. He takes the hat from you. He puts it on a little ledge that's on the right side of the box of the sedan chair. And a little sliding door opens, and the hat is snatched in. You don't even really see what grabs it. The mayor will be watching. Tudo will be watching. Do not embarrass yourselves or the city. Uh-oh. I believe in myself. Then we believe in you. Oh, thank you. That's very nice. Silence while the mayor exits. The knights pick up the sedan chair and back out. Right, so if... If you win, there's an after party. We can, Ooh. we can all hang out if you win. If you lose, he doesn't want to see you. No, that's fair. That's fair. So does he ever have after parties? Well, no. they 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 never win. So no. I feel bad for him. Just lonely. That's why we're going to change things today. Are we? Are we really? Well, we're going to give it the old courage try. Right. Well, I'll, I'll see you later. Oh, I thought you'd left. No, well, I was trying to build a rapport. We're going to all... Well, fine. Just nobody ever wants to talk to me. They all just want to... Hey, hey, Harold, you look sad. Do you want a hug? I'll see you all later. Yes. He slinks back away. I'm really starting to think there's something wrong with me. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I mean, my co-workers, my old co-workers, will hug all the time. Everyone in the sewer like to hug. You think something's wrong with you? Try having a name like the rules to mage handball. What was my mother thinking? I never met her. To be fair, that's not your real name. Oh. You, you know that, right? Um, now I do. You just have 
we're playing a game. You're, it's not worth it's the effort. Fine. It's you know not what? worth the effort. You know, we'll explain after the game if we leave. Good, good. Cat Ponis rises. Right, so I lost my entire starting lineup. You guys can play, right? Depends what you mean by play. Yes, no, no. When people ask this question, you say yes. That's, that's yes, just we what can you play. Say. Yes, I yes, know the play. rules. Good. Yes. That's a. You're the. You're the people. For, what are you wearing? What? Disguises. See? And Agata pushes up her glasses and then pushes them back down. I just wanted to beautify myself to be show ready for the world, you know? I should have bet against us. I'm probably wearing about three quarters of a roll of tape. Finnick just winks. <laughs> All right, so I know you guys are strong and fast. Well, sort of. I'm good. I feel like, why is everyone so dour yeah, now? Yeah, I don't know what this is. I feel good. I, I, feel just, about my I just know how well our other adventures and successes go. Remember when I slashed a rug and cut you open as well? You know? I do not have this data point to assess from. This I also think point? that uh, the, the curse under the floor is kind of getting to us. There's a curse under the floor? Oh, yeah, more about that later. <laughs> oh, Stay yeah, the tuned. curse. I forgot about that. This is why we're all pessimistic. There's a curse. It's affecting us. It has nothing to do with our previous failures. Maybe I should bat first. Well, you're the captain, so you tell us. What's the batting order? All right, we're going to lose anyway, so I'm going to just throw you guys out there so you can lose. Short old man. You'll be up first. Please call me rules. Moving on. <laughs> Screaming child. Kevin. Kevin, Kevin McAllister. Kevin, you, you can be up second. Okay. Agata with glasses. Daphne. Sorry, Daphne. All right. How could I ever have mistaken that? You'll be up third. I know it's hard. My name has changed from Hank to Harry. Very different. Wait, isn't that the name of your horse? Harry Horseman. I made that clear. I've become attached to him very quickly, and I've used him as my pseudonym. He's right. not even yours. Okay, He's we'll not yours, see horsey. what happens in the first inning, and... It's also weird, because your thighs aren't very hairy. No, no, they're pristine. It's now quarter to one. It's time to take the field. One thing you have noticed is that you have not heard a sound coming from the visitor's locker room. No one has seen anyone come and go. The maimers have been nowhere to be seen. Cap leads the other perpetuals out onto the field. Hey, uh, Cap. Uh, how long do we have to wait until it's uh, forfeited? I've usually, this has never come up. I think the rules say half an hour. Ooh, look at all those people. The stands are teeming with people. This normally holds about 3,500, and they normally get attendance of about 350. There has to be 10,000 people on the banks of the hills surrounding. People have climbed up on top of the grandstand and are sitting on the roof. Uh, they have wall. They have a rope across the outfield fences, and people are standing on the field behind a rope. Finnick just stands, staring at the stands and the crowd and the masses of people. And through his screaming face, a single tear rolls down his cheek. Wait, is Agata having sex with John? No, no, no. Out of <laughs> awe, out of awe. As Finnick is having his moment, Hank just sort of like absentmindedly steps in front of him and starts waving at everyone with a big smile on his face. The crowd goes wild. There are 10,000 people cheering you on. They are screaming and clapping. No one has ever been happier to see you people than these people. Well, so much for a low profile. Thanks, Hank. When How you doing, guy? How you doing, guy? When Hank steps in hey. front of him, Finnick just kind of like puts his hand on the hilt of his uh, dagger of Ninja Vanish and then decides not to. 
because he's too beautiful. Oh, you should all seek me out after the game. I'm immune to diseases. Cap walks up with lineup to the umpires, and there's a bit of a uh, bit of unease on the field because you haven't seen your competitors when from the distance drumming, and the crowd in the outfield on the embankments begins to turn. There's something behind them. You hear horns begin to blare. And a hundred orcs come over the rise. That's a lot of orcs. They're only supposed to have eight on the field, right? Should we go back back off the field and then enter in a very dramatic way? You can see the other perpetuals are backing up a little bit. The crowd has gone silent. The crowd of orcs is parting the crowd of other races that are on the embankment and you can see at their head the green uniforms of the Massacara Mamers. I think we're supposed to be intimidated. Everybody act intimidated. No, I think what we need to do is more add more pizzazz to our presence. I think I got the thing. Okay. Just as he's about to say something, a hail of fireworks explodes. Just giant Red, green, blue, exploding over the crowd. Ooh, very nice, Hank. A team of acrobats begins doing flips and backflips, and there's obviously in this crowd of orcs, there are trampolines, and there's someone with a cannon firing t-shirts into the crowd. Truly impressive, but you should have done your spell over on this side of the arena. Hank sluggishly finishes the spell he was starting to cast of Dancing Lights which creates a number of small orange and yellow lights that flicker above our heads. I I normally use it as like warning lights to say, don't go down here. The eight members of the Mamers have come onto the field and are walking from the opposite end towards you and they stop about midway past second base. They line up and they each stand with their feet wide, raise one up, bring it down in unison and a great war cry is released from them, echoed by the hundred orc fans who have come to follow and watch. Fook wanders over and starts shaking hands. Yep, I'm pretty sure we're supposed to be intimidated. Finnick just stares at them, looking extremely intimidated. (laughs) The orcs who see Fook walking up, at first say nothing, lift their right legs up in unison, bring them down, release another war cry, and there's another echo. Oh, hello. They stare straight forward for a moment. Then the biggest orc, the captain, Ty Cobb, looks down. Pleased to meet you. Yes, my name is the Rules for Mage Handball. It's a pleasure to meet you. My name is Ty Cobb. May we meet in honor and glory. Indeed. I apologize for what I am about to do to you. If I had a copper piece for every time I've heard that. I think if I if I concentrate really high, I can make the color. I can make some other colors. Yeah, you know what? Just give it up. No, give yeah, it up. No, there's a give blue. it up. You know what? Give one. it up. I give it up. A white. Give it up. If we win, there's an after party. We could hang out. I look forward to it. Hank gives up on his spell and goes and sits in the dugout. Cap motions you back onto the field as the Mamers are taking their place in the dugout, and the other Perpetuals are also sort of uh, motioning you guys back up to about home plate. Guys, it's it's customary for the home team to, to sing the anthem. Oh. Uh, yeah, the anthem of 
Tudo. Taro? The, yes, the Taronian uh, anthem. Fook, you have a good singing voice, don't you? Sure. Uh, I'll, de- I'll add in some Agnes, remember, <laughs> remember, said you'd help us out if you could. Good, good, good. Well, your job is taking us far away to move the children just wouldn't be good. No, no. If you would say you would come and stay, you'd be the best aunt a girl ever had. Best aunt. Dear Aunt Agnes, dear Aunt Agnes, won't you come and stay? With us. The crowd is silent for a second. <laughs> and then another second. I, I would have joined in, but I normally sing with the lyrics in front of me. And I mean, that felt a little off. I felt like you got a couple of those lines wrong. Well, it was a very good series of plays. Wait, wait for what the audience says. And they just sort of sit back down and look awkwardly amongst themselves. And you hear almost, well, that wasn't that wasn't any of that. Was I off key? <laughs> I mean, I could give you a lesson sometime if you want. Uh, Cap sort of commands her out and says, sorry, they're, they're replacements. Uh, yeah, let's hear Cap sing the song. And then we'll follow along in its entirety. Since we were obviously wrong. (laughs) All right, let's hear it, Cap. Our country, tis of thee, we have the widest sea and great access to the beach. And we'll someday take over the earth and the enemies. The blood will run. There's an after party. Let's all have fun. And the audience goes wild. I liked yours better, Fook. Yeah. yeah it's fine. There's a lot of inconsistencies in the song. No one knows to which after party they are referring to. Deep down, I like to think that all of life has an after party. And that is the afterlife. The afterlife after party. Um, so the umpires are now going to do their customary checks of all the players to ensure that there are no contraband or weapons brought onto the field. Uh, so every, they line up against the the Mamers. As they go through the Mamers first as the away team, uh, you see them pull out a, bo- a potion that looks like a potion of healing and something a potion of flying that you recognize, as see, having seen one. And another potion of invisibility gets tossed into the contraband bin. The other members of the Perpetuals are just carrying peanut butter sandwiches, which just really seems like they're not trying. (laughs) (laughs) And the four blind and nearly deaf umpires go and start patting you down. First, they pat down Finnick. And you would think that with his extra arms and weirdly rubberized prosthetic that they would easily be able to do it but he stays stock still and they do not detect either the extra arms or the dagger hidden underneath on Agata, they are patting you down they get your shoulders your waist the pockets and right around your shoes they they feel something and they reach in Oh, this is this is not this is not something we're going to let you have. I'm sorry. Well, you can get it back after the game. We'll give you a receipt. How did that get in there? Don't... We don't ask these questions. We just have to put it in the bin. All right, uh, you, you. I'm going to enjoy feeling you. Hank gets patted down. They start from the bottom up, and they're really going on the backside. 
Yeah, let's not be too familiar, gentlemen. It's, it's all part of the process. We're just gonna... Oh, there's this, this bulge looks suspicious. Hey. No, it's real, I swear. Thou, oh, I'm disappointed. Oh. They reach in and pull out the potion you had. Now I'm gonna be less impressive on two fronts. This is going to be difficult for, I think, everybody who has to look. Anybody want to turn away before we do this? Mr. Uh, rules of uh, playing mage handball, please raise your arms. Please call me rules. Fook raises his arms. Could you just maybe jump up and down? <laughs> Ew, not with my knees. All right, we'll have to. You're going to make us do this, aren't you? Yep. So they, and I'm going to enjoy it. They pad up, and at first they're padding down, but then they realize that there are ridges. <laughs> and with a look of disgust, because without sight or hearing, the other senses have been improved. <laughs> One of them reaches the fingers up underneath and feels something on your flap. Oh yes, that's the cancer, because I have many diseases. And pulls out the dust of disappearance. Oh yes, that's the medication for the cancers and the many diseases. Well, we'll let you get back to your chemo afterwards. Ooh, so but one, I could die. It's a wonder you're playing at all. You could definitely die out there. You could have used this. Yes, and I still intend to... Please, I, I, I could get very sick without that. I am sorry, but you'll have to go without for just a few innings. Oh, dear creature of the night, why would you let a poor old man suffer needlessly? Oh, you're into the creature of the night stuff. Maybe meet us for the after party. I look forward to it, and perhaps if you let me have my medication back, we could we could actually both survive to that. Well, moment. if you want to play doctor later, I'll... We'll have doctors on hand in case you collapse. Well, I suppose that will have to do. Uh, with the with the, ban- the bin of contraband placed securely at the edge of the backstop, the umpires take their positions, and the one behind home plate who's in charge of the searches dusts it off, rears up, and in the moment that he relishes most, in front of 10,000 screaming fans, yells, Play ball! Oh. Aha! I've always wanted to yell that. Oh. Play ball. This has been Caverns and Comedians, Dungeons and Dragons powered storytelling with Toronto Comedians. Starring Oliver Giorgio as Finnick the Rogue, Joanna Houghton as Agatha the Cleric, Scott Thrower as Fook the Paladin, Maddox Campbell as Hank the Wizard, and Kyle Scott as the Dungeon Master. Audio recording by Andrea Miller, theme by Derek Baldwin, edited by Maddox Campbell, created by Kyle Scott and Maddox Campbell. Opening and credits read by Ralph McLeod. Caverns and Comedians is a Kicks and Giggles production. More information can be found at kicksandgigglesentertainment.com slash cavernsandcomedians or on iTunes. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please like, share, and review it. Your support will help us make more episodes. Thanks for listening. If you used the magical paints to paint him, he'd be real. Not true. It would. I would just have a boy on top of me? <laughs> Half of a boy? <laughs> I don't want that. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I would just be like in his entrails. That's I think terrifying. I, I'm very much hoping... <laughs>
And I'm just going to make a ruling here. You cannot create half a boy. <laughs> Rule of cool, though. <laughs> if you've enjoyed this podcast, you might also enjoy... Hey, Steve here. here. Don't turn this off yet. You've finally got to the good part where we tell you about our podcast. It's called Kilt to Death, and it's an improv podcast where we solve... Made up. Murders. Not real ones. That would be so weird. We've had some great Toronto comedians as guests, including... Chris Locke. Alistair Ford. Jackie Pierco. Amanda Repair, Devin Highland. Colin Munch. Nicole Passmore. James Hartnett. Chris Wilson. Our friend Aiden. Three different guys named Dave. Nobody named Lucas. Sometimes you can hear the guys above us through the walls. I think one's named Cam. No ghosts. Exclusively ghosts. Ghosts. And so many more. Search Killed to Death on Facebook or iTunes. It's usually less than an hour.